cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh, and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. That is correct. Here we are, another week and another chance to chill, hang out, connect, and do the things that need to be done. Welcome to Life with Lebang, courtesy of cliffcentral.com. If this is your first time hanging out with me, then hello and welcome. Hopefully you'll stay and hang out with us every week and learn something new. So as you know, one of the things that I like to do on the show is speak with my chest about positive present parenting just because I'm so passionate about it and I just believe it's so important. So we went out of our way this week to get people that are of a similar nature and also believe in the same things. So it's no surprise that today I'm hanging out with, I want to say, a learned individual. (laughs) (laughs) You should see the face. (laughs) He was like, oh, okay. I'm so tempted to say that because of all the things that one learns doing the kind of work that you do. Mm. Please help me to introduce my guest today, Zibuse El Kunene. He's affectionately known as Daddy Zibuse, right? Yes. Interesting. I'll get to that a bit later. But you are um, at Dads in the Picture, which is an organization that is pretty much exactly that. It's a, it promotes dads being in the picture. And like I just said, now, now that is something that we are so passionate about here at Life with Lebang, even here at Cliff Central. It's, I, I often speak about how the world would be such a better place if the family unit was correct. And especially if the father in the family unit, if the dad was just operating as a dad. And mm. unfortunately, we live in a time where that's not always the case. So first and foremost, welcome to, to Life with Lebang. And thank you for making the time to chill with us this morning. How are you doing? I see you've got some coffee in your hand. Is it keeping you warm? I love the coffee. It's yes. black coffee on my lips. Oh, black coffee. There's <laughs> nothing better. So Zibusa, yes. tell us more about when this all began. I mean, we live in South Africa. Um, we know the percentage of households that don't have a prominent male figure. It's it's sad. Yeah. It is it is very scary. So when did Dads in the Picture begin and how did it all start for you guys? So Dads in the Picture started 11 years ago, formally. Um, and we can say probably 13 years ago when it was conceptualized. So there was a group of bikers who were going to day jobs. And when they get to day jobs, they always see these guys, maybe with their girlfriends, but never really seeing families. Mm. And they kind of thought, you know what? We need to see better. We need to do better. Mm. So a like-minded group of them decided, hey, let's let's do something about this rather than just, you know, complaining about it or criticizing what we see. And so they gathered together and they conceptualized this thing. And mm. one of the founders, Didi Meshek Gekane, who's also been here, by the way, yeah. uh, a couple of years earlier. Mm. So we are no strangers to Cliff Central. Of course. And he he then looked at his life and said he grew up with an army of women who surrounded him. Hmm. And nothing wrong with that. Mm. But there was never really a positive male role model in his life. Mm. And therefore... He could never properly model fatherhood. Sure. And so obviously, like most of us, we would model the ro- we would go and dabble into fatherhood, mm. become consequential fathers mm. and kind of find ourselves making a mess of it as we go along. And the mess we make, it just 
piles up and generations afterwards, they follow on the same exactly, pattern. Exactly, right? exactly. Now, in answering your question, um, that's basically where dads in the picture began. But then people easily mistake dads in the picture for being advocates for fathers. Hmm. But we're actually advocates for children. Of course. Because we are saying every time when a child is looking back at their life, they need to see that dad has always been in the picture. Mm, right? Of course. So <clears throat> we are saying, dad, you need to be in the picture of your life, of your child's of your life. Of your child's life, of course. And when you are there, don't worry about being perfect. As a human being, mm. because we're all imperfect. We've mm. got mistakes that we've made. Our, our lives are littered with mistakes, but we're saying make the effort of being there. Sure. Come hell or high water, mm. make the effort of being there. Sure. And when you are there, acknowledge that you have your imperfections, acknowledge that you do fall short and you will fall short because sure. this child that you're raising, they didn't come with a manual that you can always refer to and say, gonna page, hey. uh, teenagehood. This is how this person is going to behave. Therefore, this is how you need to respond. There's none of that. Mm. So you have to find what works and you think, okay, I've raised a teenager. Then I can raise another one. And then this one comes out differently. You're thinking, okay, so what's going on here? Exactly. I thought I had it down with the first one, but this one is just it's different. Yeah. Mm. So children are different, sure. but that also then contributes to us making different mistakes mm. with all of them. Mm. So we're saying to daddy, you don't have to be financially perfect. Mm. You don't have to be emotionally perfect. You don't have to be mentally perfect. You don't have to be spiritually perfect, but you have to be making the effort 100%. while you are there. Mm. Right? Mm. Because sometimes what we do is we run from the situation when we have condemned ourselves. Mm. The world says men are trash. The world says men are useless, deadbeat fathers, mm. and all of those and names. So on. I mean, there are many. Yeah. And then you think, okay, so I'm clearly not enough for this. I'm clearly not cut out for this. And then you pull yourself out of the picture. Mm. Others, they are in a relationship with a woman and the relationship no longer works for him, but there's a child involved. Mm. He then thinks, I need to leave. Ish. Right? I need but, to leave. I need to end this relationship. Mm. When he ends the relationship, he, he doesn't think about the child sure. that he's leaving behind. Sure. In his mind and in his heart, he's ending the relationship. But his intention is not to end the relationship with the child. With the child. And then he walks away, goes and starts a new life. And then we come and we say, Daddy, where's your child? Mm. And then says, Ish. There. Exactly. No, but I couldn't stand being with that woman. It's fine. You say that woman is toxic, right? And if you are then leaving that toxic relationship and leaving your child with the toxic, with the person that you say is toxic. How, how, how do you think the child's going to end up? Exactly. You know, Zibusa, I always say this, that being a, a, a parent or just being present in your child's life mm. is not a big show that you need to put on. It's not, going to Goldie City all the time. It's not going to McDonald's and going to Bounce and going to all these amazing places. Children just want to be in the company of their parents 
and they just want their parents' attention. They want to have a conversation. They want to connect. They want to do activities. And again, activities don't need to be this big financial, you know, thing that's going to be too expensive for you. If you can't afford certain things, look at what you can afford. If you have seven hours in your day that you have nothing planned to do or, or it's your free time, give those seven hours to your child. Sit with your child. Engage with your child. Go outside and kick a ball with your child. It's, it's, it's something that you learn as you grow. And as a parent, that for me, as a mom of five, that's the thing that I, I noticed very quickly with every child came the same thing. Sure, they all different, mm. but they all just want the same thing and they just want my attention. Except they just want to hang out with me. They, they don't put pressure on me to do anything or take them anywhere. And we, we kind of overthink it. Um, especially if we've, Gone the opposite direction. So if we have removed ourselves mm. from our duties and responsibilities of being a parent, we say, Hey, you know what? I've already messed this up. Let me just keep messing it up. We keep running. Whereas we, it's just, it's a simple thing. It's yeah. a simple thing. So how do you find the kids that come into your organization? You know, do, is it like a procedure that these kids must follow? How do you identify them? And also what age group are you guys targeting? Actually, we don't work with kids. Okay. Because the idea is, let's work with the father so that daddy is there and he then gets to be the person in the front line in his children's life. I see. So when we do that, we, we, one of the things that we do twice a year is, is say there are, there's a pre autumn camp out. Sure. And then there's a pre spring camp out. Mm. Where it's just daddy and his angels. Mm. Just him and his angels. No mommy, no mm. girlfriend, no nobody else. So it's in the company of other dads and their angels too. Sure. And safe space. Always safe space. Mm. So we, we always amongst ourselves delegate tasks. Okay. Um, beyond the activities, when the children have their free time, some of them like to go swim. Some There has to be a daddy who's looking over them. We spend time with them. But what's important is you, what I've learned is you get also get to plan their day, especially when it comes to their meals. Mm. That in the morning when these people wake up, they are excited. Mm. So they won't sleep as they would at home. So when they wake up, just greet them with a light breakfast. Mm. You know, that can be like your cereals and so on. And then while they're eating that, you are then preparing the main breakfast. Okay. And once then that is done, we've got those activities where we just engage with them. It's just us and them. Mm. And we then prepare for lunch. Mm. So you get into the mindset as a dad of mm. saying, uh, that one is, the, these children are sleeping and when they wake up, they're going to need something to eat. Sure. So let me get ready with this. Sure. So even that you can carry through at mm, home. Mm. So it's things that dads get to carry at home mm. because they've learned them from other dads because dads learn from seeing. Sure. Right. So you can preach being a positive father, mm -hmm. but if they don't see a positive father, or a present dad, mm. then what's the point? Exactly, exactly. It's 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 classic kids. Kids learn from what they see, not from what you tell them. I, I think I say this every single week. There's not a week where I don't remind you at home, which is kids will do what you do. Yes. You can shout at them and tell them, do this, do that. Mm. They're not going to listen to you. They're going to watch you and literally just copy whatever it is that you're doing. Mm. So Zibuse, if... If, for example, I am 
a struggling father, let's say I know that I'm not doing my best or um, I'm just struggling with the daily operations of being a present dad. Is your organization the kind of place that I can come to for assistance and for advice on how better to tackle certain things? Because I find it interesting that you have these camp sessions where for that week or for whatever duration, it's a weekend. weekend. So for those three days, the dads are then the primary caregivers that, you know, like you said, there's no mommy there. There's no coco or whoever else would usually take on some of those roles. So this child is literally just dependent on you alone for that period. So it's a nice eye opener for dads to see the reality, the daily needs of this child. Mm. However, now they go back to the real world. Now it's back to the office, back to my nine to five life or my busy life, whatever the case is. Um, you know, are there ways that they can incorporate what they've learned at the camp into their actual lives? And again, you know, do you offer this kind of advice to the average dad who comes to you and says, look, guys, I'm struggling and I need your help? We actually want the struggling ones. Oh, you, you want the struggling dads? <laughs> we want the struggling dads. Yeah. Because there's no place for them. Mm. Um, when, when, when everybody else says this is a deadbeat dad, we say, come. Hmm. Because if we condemn him, where is he going to go? I mean, I know a couple of people that I can send you away. <laughs> Please. <laughs> because, and, 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 and why we do that is <clears throat> we are encouraging them mm. not to continue in the path of self-condemnation. Sure. We, we want to say to them, your mistakes do not define you. Mm. Your, your past does not have to be your future. Sure. So let's let's help you change that narrative mm. and let us help you become a better dad. Mm. We all have hurts, we all have our own traumas. Yes. And we are all healing. I've got my own traumas. I'm here and I I sound like I've got it all together, but hey, I've got my own bag of mistakes that sure. I'm trying to work on sure. on a daily basis as a father mm. and as a partner and as a human being. Mm. And therefore, mm. if we are going to say, no, we want this kind of dad, we want that kind of dad, you mm. have to be a high profile or you have to be middle class. No, then we, we are not doing justice sure. to the cause because sure. – our vision is to see every child having a positive male role model. First prize, dad. Mm. So dad must be there. Sure. So anyone, any dad, and any young man from the age of 18 upwards can be part of us. Because we are saying by the time you get to 18, you've developed certain reasoning capacities where you are able to then make decisions. But also we want to arrest this trend of becoming consequential and unplanned fathers. Mm, 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 mm. You see, that one is definitely a conversation that needs to be had because it's almost as though as soon as you are in a situation where you haven't planned to have a child and now you are just a father, the first route that you want to pick is to run. Mm. It's very few, a small percentage of Men slash young boys who say, okay, you know what? I need to take responsibility now. Let me be accountable for my child because I, this is the matter that I'm in right now. But most cases, men run. They just leave because of whatever reason. Maybe their own fathers ran or they have never had a positive male figure in their own lives. And it almost feels like it's just easy for them to leave. 
and society also comes through and says, yeah, Lunati dead beats. Yeah, you guys, eh, all sorts of things. What would you say is the first step, Zibuse, in that father just accepting a situation and having the courage to reach out to organizations such as yours to say, I'm stuck. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Please, can you help me? Versus potentially not being involved in their child's lives at all. Yeah. When you're stuck, that's actually the best place to start. And the fact that you realize that you're stuck is is a good thing because there's nothing as tragic as someone saying, I grew up with, without a father and so I'm okay. Because nobody can grow up without a father and be okay. Mm. It's not perfect. Mm. It's not perfect. The, the best parenting is when there are two parents involved mm. and a mother and and a father, because from those you learn different things. <clears throat> as much as we may say, yeah, we need to treat men and women the same and we need to bring this equality thing. It's all good, but let's acknowledge. Mm-hmm. I can go to tap and hey, buddy, you know, mm-hmm. give him a fist bump on the on the shoulder and he's taking it, but I can't come to you and do the same. Sure. Your body is not built for that kind of Toughness or roughness, if I may put it that way. And therefore, when when you are struggling firstly financially and you can't make ends meet, come, let's talk. Mm. Say, you know what? This is where I'm at. And the first thing is to face your situation. Okay, what, what bad decisions have I made? Mm. And of those bad decisions... Where can I start trimming, cutting down? And I need to talk to my creditors. I need to talk to the people that I owe, make arrangements in place. So you coming out and you're acknowledging and you're taking control of the situation. Sure. Where you are spiritually lacking. I, I've been saying this lately that you can't, you, you, you need to choose you, whether you are going to be the, the God praying type of person mm. or the Badimu, the African, mm. whatever, whatever spiritual inclination you're going with, mm. be there. Sure. But don't just be cruising in the middle. You are neither here nor there, hmm. right? There's no spiritual life for you. It doesn't work. As people, we are not built like that. As mm. human beings, we are not built like that. We build to have a spiritual connection. Hundred percent. Find yours. Sure. I'm not gonna preach and say, "Hey, go this route or mm, go that route." Mm. But as a dad, you need to say to your children, "This is where I've been." Have something. Exactly. This mm. is where I've been spiritually, and this is where I can teach you to go or find your own path. And emotionally, you need to. We need to acknowledge our emotions. Quick story, a very short one. Um, this morning as I was driving here, yeah. that guy made my day. Mm-hmm. You know, in traffic, you're always trying to find the quickest way to move around. So I was in one lane and I saw a gap on the other, switched my indicator, went in, and this guy was coming, didn't want to slow down, mm. and he started hooting, flicked my hazards to say sorry, mm. and then he came on my left, mm-hmm. started hooting, like cut things off, hey, sorry, and then he came. When he was directly on my window, Hooted, mm. and then he zapped. Hi, bo. Ne? Uh. Like he zapped, uh. and then he passed. When he passed, um, I saw the back of his car, mm. 
And that, that was the funniest thing for me. And it changed everything. Mm. It says, I am a child of Jesus. Wow. And I was like, hey. that's interesting. I laughed. That is interesting. I he made my day, you know? <laughs> um, and, and it talks to the thing that we, we tend to make judgments based on what we see. Sure. So you see this, the sticker mm. and then you think, Hey, this person must be in the right place. Gandhi. Gandhi. They are not. Mm. We, we, we tend to think that if I go to church, I'll find the solace that I need. And we get to church and we start confiding our issues to people we don't know. Mm. We don't know how their lifestyle is. Mm. And then what happens there? We get burnt and then we start branding everybody who goes to church is the same. We start sure, branding everything sure. uh, aligned with that mm. in the same brush. So as dads, we're saying, don't always just read what you see. Yeah. Go in depth. Don't always also try to project a certain image. Mm. Just be real with your children. Mm. There are things that, yes, you can, you can and must protect them from, but there are other things that they need to know and sure. learn. I've learned to say to my son when he's asking for something and we don't have the money for it. I don't say we don't have the money. I say we'll budget for it. Good. So he's, he's now getting into that. So whenever he asks something, daddy, can we please budget for this? Ah. Right. So now he learns to put in that word in his mind. Yes. So again, you know, those are the things that we need to teach that mm. don't just look at face value, know mm. the person. So even with dads, don't try to put up a facade of being brave of this person who's got it all together because then I see you and I think, oh, he's got it all together. Then I can go to him for everything. Daddy's perfect. Right? Mm. So I can go to him for everything. Hey, daddy doesn't cry. Daddy doesn't mm. bruise. Mm. There's a, there's a message that I, I, I watched, um, on YouTube. Just it was a those YouTube shots by Bishop mm-hmm. T.D. Jakes. He says one Father's Day, he had given they had given in their church pins that they need to pin on on their fathers mm. on on people that they acknowledge as fathers. Mm. Um, and this one young boy came to him and put the pin on him. Mm. But now the pin was sharp on the other end, Oof. and this young boy didn't realize it. Mm. And when he pinned it on him. He was bleeding inside, but he didn't know. So he had to acknowledge and take the love, Mm. but there was pain and there was bleeding inside. Mm. And he continued with the service until the end. Only when he got home, could he then take off and treat the wounds. So if, if we never show, yes, we don't always have to show them that we are hurting. We don't always have to show them that we're struggling because we need to protect them because it also affects them. Mm. So we need to strike a balance. A balance, yes. Right. Yes. And say, maybe when the pin comes in, ouch, you know, mm. it's okay. I'll, I'll sort it out later. Sure. So that we then continue with what is happening now and then take care of ourselves. And one thing that we don't do as men in general is mm. take care of ourselves. We mm. can take care of Lebang. Mm. We can take care of the other 10 children in the house. Mm. They can be all good. And daddy's crying, daddy's wearing underwears that are torn. Hey, I mean, that's one example. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely it, it, it's a big part of parenting. It's just taking care of self. Um, and you know, that individual love that needs to start first because you cannot give somebody something that you do not have. Yes. So if you do not love yourself, how do you plan on loving 
your children and loving those around you. Mm. You really have to start by practicing on yourself. I want to speak a little bit about the evolution of fatherhood, if I can put it that way, because fatherhood has generally changed over time. um, And we're seeing now more and more that more dads are loving louder than before. Mm. Whereas before you were almost like, it was almost frowned upon like, Oh wow. You wake up in the morning and look after your wife. How could you? You're not a real man. Whereas in this day and age, that should be the norm. You know, more and more men should be loving out loud. More and more fathers should be present in their children's lives proudly and loudly. So, you know, there's also this idea of the head of household traditionally that we grew up, maybe some of us grew up around, which again would teach the sons in those households to also behave like those kinds of fathers. But then, you know, there's also the nuclear family element. So how do you think the evolution of fatherhood has evolved over time, particularly in the South African context with the end goal being to normalize present fatherhood? Yeah. We can go way back. I'm not sure what fatherhood was like pre-colonization. But what we do know is that fathers were present. They Mm. were there. Because when colonization came, migrant labor system was introduced and Mm. fathers were taken away from homes. Yes. And when they were taken away from homes, there was a gap. The woman who was left behind had to play two roles Mm. in the home. Play the role of the father, who then was seen as the disciplinarian, um, as as the protector in doing everything, lifting all those heavy things around the home, doing performing all the responsibilities that he had to. Mm. So now she has to do both. And because she understand she understood the context of the time, Mm. she held that role. And people then saw her doing that and said, Sure. Mm. Right. And then when the young man in the family grew up, he was told, go look for your father. Hmm. He went mm, to mm. the mines and, and they got to the mines. And one gentleman told me this, narrated the story and said, imagine you're a father and you're in the mines among your peers, and your son is there, and both of you have to strip naked. Hmm. In an era where men were not necessarily transformed, Hmm. right? You're going through this system of oppression. You have someone younger than your son calling you a boy Hmm. and dehumanizing you. Sure. And then your son is witnessing all of that, but you can't retaliate because you understand the system of the time. Your son does not yet understand the system of the time. Mm. And therefore he sees you as lesser of a man Mm. because you can't stand up to the boy. Mm. And both of you are stripped naked and you strip searched before you go down in the shaft. Oh my God. And go and work hard. Mm. And you go through pain. You can't change that. You can't do anything about it because, you know, you still have to send that money back. Exactly. But because you've also had other needs, you now have found yourself a girlfriend and you've got a home here. Mm. And you still need to maintain this home. Mm. And so you find yourself living this life and here's your son here. And he then grows up and he starts getting his own family Mm. and follows the same suit. Rinse and repeat. Exactly. Mm. So what happens to the fatherhood? That we can't have a relationship because the moment you start talking to me as a father, 
and you start showing disrespect and calling me out, mm. excuse me, I'm going to lash out on you. Mm. So there's no relationship. It's just a father-son name by mm. name. I go home. All I'm expected to do is leave the money that I've made. Mm. And then I'm tired. I've, I'm now here I am. I've left another family there. I'm here with my first family. Mm. And so I'm conflicted even when I'm here. So I'm not present hmm. emotionally, mentally. Mm. And so that's what the system did. Sure. And let's flip the script. That young boy who was calling this daddy a boy, mm. his father has raised him to be strong, sure. to be tough. Mm. Not to show any emotion. Mm. He must be hard. At home, his sister has been told, when are you nothing? Mm. Just get married. We, do you, whether you go to school or not, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Sure. But get married, have, have a husband and look after your home, raise children. And you must not marry a black, a, a white or anyone else you must marry. If you're an Africaner, you marry Very another Africaner. And you don't have a choice in this, in, in, you don't have a say in the matter. Mm. And so that boy is growing up with pain. He wants to have a relationship with his father. His father is working. Mm. He comes home. He's tired. Mm. And the, and so the father, because he wants to carry the legacy that is currently running, he teaches him the same thing. Mm. So fatherhood is then twisted and perverted when we get there. Mm. And so that's why we then say, man must be tough. Tigers don't cry because if you cry, that white boy is going to see that he's getting into you. Exactly. His frustration that he's getting at home, his lack of love that from he doesn't have mm. from his dad, mm. he's going to take it out on you. Mm. Oh, he, oh, you're crying. Oh, you're a baby now. And mm. you know, mm. all of that. So you have to suck it up and toughen it up. So, so that was the fatherhood. And then came 1994. Mm. And then we thought that things were changing. Well, yes. we were told yeah. things were changed. We were told mm. things were changed. Mm. The political powers, we thought it changed. Mm. Then we're a rainbow nation. Mm. But nobody said, okay, let's have like a debriefing session sure. as a nation. Sure. But we were, we were told, imagine you're coming out of a toxic relationship with a narcissist, with an abusive person. And now you're told, hey, reconcile. Mm, just you, like you, you've got issues. No, let's reconcile. We are rainbow family here, but we need to talk about the issues. No, but how, how are we reconciling in JNJ? Let's just reconcile. <laughs> what happened is, yeah, and then guess what? The one who was abused is the one who's jumping for the reconciliation. Mm. The one who was the abuser. Was just saying, hmm. and so men. Never really got to heal from sure. that past. Sure. And then what happens is the, the psychology is not detoxed, mm. is not detoxed sure. from, from all of that. And so when we give birth, we carry down Hush. that toxicity, that pain, that anger, that resentment. And then as time goes by, we then start saying, no man, something has to give. Something mm. has to change. Mm. And then we started saying fathers need to be present. Fathers need to take up their rightful places in sure. the family. You no longer need to be the disciplinarian. Mm. But you can be a nurturer in your own way. Yes. 
if if you and I are husband and wife and we have children in the home, the way you would parent would be different to the way I parent. Mm. It doesn't mean that either of our roles are wrong. Sure. And so we are then saying the man has to evolve and change. Mm. Well, dads needed to evolve and change. But mm. then came women empowerment. Women empowerment said, hey, women rise. We Rightfully can, we so. We can do this too. Yeah. Wongumuntu or independent. Yes. Let's, let's go. 50-50. Right? Sure. So for the woman, there was no 50 to bring into the relationship because then we were looking at the finances. Mm. And so when women empowerment started coming in, women were being more empowered, more emancipated, and they started finding their voices. Mm. And they were repelling against these men who have oppressed them all along. Yes. They started taking their rightful places in society mm. and making an impact. But then this man was like, who are you? Mm. How can you talk down at me? Because he doesn't understand all of this. Sure. And so what does he do? The best way he knows how he doesn't know how to express his emotions, he becomes physical. And then exactly. we start seeing the violence. But nobody is saying women empowerment is is taking place. Simultaneously, let us emancipate the men and say, mm. there is a new woman coming. Mm. She is going to be asking you questions. She's going to be challenging certain things about how things have always been. Mm. What you then need to learn to do is accept that there is this woman coming mm. and the wife that you thought was obedient now. Oh, she's switching it up. Now she's switching it up. Yeah. Now she has learned that in the boardroom, I can actually have a voice. Exactly. And tell those men to sit. Exactly. And follow my orders. So I'm, I'm going to practice that here. In the home. household. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then he's, he's not aware of all of that. So it, so it's generally, it's, you know, it's sounding like there's a lot of change over time that just requires everybody involved to adjust and also to kind of be self aware of the yes. role that they play in that change, whether good or bad, just be aware of the fact that times have changed and mm. so will roles. And, and like you're saying, moms will have a certain way of raising their children. Dads will have a certain way. It doesn't make either way right or wrong. Have your way just as long as it works. In the household and in the in the family unit, right? Mm. Yeah. Then I think we're aligned. Um, as always, I, I really wish we had four hours to sit and talk and talk because there's just so dying? much. That's what happens when you come no. into. I know, right? You start talking and then poof, time disappears. So let's set up a part two because there's still so much I want to pick your brain about mm. as far as the work that you guys do at Dads in yes. the Picture. Uh, but if somebody's listening and they want to donate and they want to find out more, where can they find out more information about you guys online and how can they participate at home? So firstly, our, our website is the right place to start. Um, www.dadsinthepicture.co.za And then we're on social media, uh, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm. That's where you will find us. Yeah. And hit us up on any of those platforms and we will take it up and reconnect with you. Yeah. We've got uh, a WhatsApp group that's running nice. where we engage with dads on a daily basis. And that's where we then start the work of healing and building each other. I love that. I love that. Zibuse El Kunene, thank you so much for joining us this morning on Life with Lebang. I'm excited to have you back for part two. Um, this is ongoing work that you guys are doing. It yes. doesn't finish today. It doesn't end in 10 years. It is ongoing. It's evergreen because there will always be a dad out there who needs help. And I am so proud of the work that you guys have done. And 
you at home listening, if you know that this is triggering you and we are talking to you and you can feel it in, in your stomach, or, hey, yeah, they're talking to me. Hit them up. Make contact with dads in the picture. Organizations ex- like this exist to help you. And if not for yourself, do it for your kids. Do it for your children who haven't seen you in years, uh, who maybe don't even know who you are. And if you are stuck, call dads in the picture. It's the kind of place where you can get some help. The likes of Uzibuse. You'll have mentors to help you um, in this path of being a father. And like I said earlier, being a present parent is just being there, just availing yourself to your child. And I think that's about it. So this has been Life with Laban. We're quickly going to go to an ad break. And when we come back, we'll have more. We're going to cry, laugh, and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. That is correct. Of course, it is Life with Lebang with myself, Lebang Khosana, brought to you by cliffcentral.com. It is time for us to get into Crowned the Nilotica Hair Podcast. Now, if you are interested in your natural hair journey and you are all about hair care, then you are at the right place. What we do is we hang out with Austogozile Manguero and she is, of course, the co-founder or rather founder <laughs> and CEO of Nilotica. So today we're talking about experiencing Nilotica. So I'm excited because she finally brought some products into the studio. So <laughs> we get to see all the sexiness that comes in this packaging and obviously speak more about the product itself. So first and foremost, hi Togozila, how are you? Hey Levang. Are you well? I'm good, how are you? Good, good, good. It's very nice to have you on the show again. Last time I saw you was a few weeks ago. So I'm happy to see you back in the hot seat. So let's get straight into it. So Nalotica products, right, are made up of shea butter, um, marula oil. What is the difference between the two? I mean, we sometimes hear about the things that actually go into the products that Mm. we use on our hair. But I feel like you guys have taken a step further and really gone out of your way to make sure we've got the right product. So what is the difference between marula oil and shea butter? And also what's the connection between um, using these products in our natural hair? Right. So, um, Thank you for having me. Of course. Always fun to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just to just delve right into it. Um, the shea butter, I think location is what is key and the difference between these two products. Yeah. So you've got a shea butter that is, I mean, I think everybody knows about the benefits of shea butter, how rich and beautiful, um, the raw ingredient is. Mm. They call it the crown of Africa in that it really does easily penetrate into the skin and the hair, um, as a raw and a formulated product. Yeah. Um, and, Location, it is found in the Nile region, East Africa, and that's the Nilotica shea butter that we use. So the name Nilotica is inspired by the Nilotica shea butter. Okay. And you find it along the Nile region, East Africa. And it goes back to where Cleopatra apparently had a jar right next to her her bed mm. um, and put it on and understood just how beautiful this raw ingredient was. Mm. Um, and so that against marula oil marula oil is now found in southern africa okay and that ingredient is a luxury i mean that is just a beautiful beautiful oil found in southern africa um along the the limpopo region palabora you find it there um and it's also a beautiful gem in africa where local women source it um and process it and then put it into the market and so we use that beautiful oil yeah. and it's very nourishing both product, both um, ingredients are full of um, 
antioxidants, high in vitamins, and so they just boosting power. You know, really full of uh, beautiful ingredients, mm. um, and so these these two ingredients are part of the Nilotica range. We use them in all our products, yeah. um, and so you get a beautiful product from using these raw ingredients. Yeah. So it again, it just <laughs> it sounds like you guys know exactly what you're talking about. If yeah. I am a salon owner. And, you know, I go about my daily work and I'm plaiting hair, I'm twisting dreads, um, you know, yeah. giving people haircuts, whatever the case is. Would you say, you know, Nalotica is the kind of product that meets the typical hair and skincare needs of, you know, of that range of, um, of styles, I guess. Yes. Would, why would you recommend it? So just to start off, I mean, Nalotica using these raw ingredients, we've got a very powerful raw ingredient story. Um, and these products are meant to moisturize, nourish, hydrate your hair. Our type of hair really loves moisture, really needs hydration to flourish. Mm. And so when you go to a salon, you're typically looking for moisturization and hydration of your hair. Um, and so usually when stylists use our products, they mm. actually say like, this is high quality stuff. Nice. They really love the ingredients in there. Um, and so... Yes, it grows across the board mm. in terms of um, chemically processed hair does get damaged. And so Nilotica would kind of cater to that type of hair. Mm. Uh, we've got repair products in our in our range um, that really does help the hair. You can actually over time mm. feel your hair get repaired. You know, so Nilotica is really well thought out type of product that is in the market to really, really care for the type of hair that, you know, whether you're at a salon at home, yeah. really does help you enjoy your natural hair. Yeah. Togozile, would you say this is one of the things that sets Nalotica apart from some of its competitors? I mean, when I'm just, let me, let me grab, let me grab just one of the products. I mean, I'm just looking at it and this is the deep moisture butter. It is a beautifully packaged product. You can just see that this is like proper quality. Yes. It's not like a fly by night. You guys just made this yesterday. It, right. I can see that there was a lot of care and preparation yeah. that was put into this. So would you say that that is one of the things that differentiates you from your competitors? The fact that it really does go the yeah. extra mile as far as like repairing, yes. you know, anything that may have been done as far as damage. I mean, the, 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 the beginnings of South, of, of Nilotica start from a garage that I just kind of formulated this product with mm. a formulator. It comes out of a garage. And what I did focus on was making a product that really works. Mm. <clears throat> so the inside of that bottle that you've just carried um, really has product that's high quality that really works. But when you look at the design now and how far it's come, if you look at our old packaging and how it used to look, yeah. it was all about... Um, you know, getting the product into as many hands as possible. But as we grew, we just understood it. I understood. I wanted a beautiful product sure. from the inside to out. And so Nalotica is well thought out from formulation to how it's packaged to create a beautiful African product. And so it, it, it kind of touches on the point of the raw ingredients that we use, where they come from in Africa, how they're locally sourced and mm. produced. Um, and so the story of Nilotica is just a beautiful product. It's not just, yeah, here's product, put in your head. Sure, Something sure. that really works and really well thought out. Yeah. My favorite thing about, about, um, Nilotica is that it's really a product that I feel like it's made for me 
by somebody who is like me. It's like you took your own personal experiences yeah. and you found a solution because mm-hmm. so many of us had those same problems where yes. it was, how are we actually going to deal with all of this hair? Yeah. Is my hair okay? The world is saying my hair is wrong. How do I feel about that? And Nalotika almost makes you feel proud to mm-hmm. own your crown, really, mm-hmm. and rock it and yes. in the right way, you know? Um, that's that's really my favorite that's thing. That's the idea. Yes, well, <laughs> you've got that on log. So, yeah. Toko, in our previous podcast, we spoke about the different types of African here. I think we touched a little bit on the history and how really it's evolved over the years. Mm-hmm. Is the Nalotica product range created to suit the needs of each different type of crown? I mean, there's there's 4C, there's 2C, yes. there's ABC, there's a whole there's lot a of lot. different types. And, <laughs> you know, you can't box natural hair into one thing. So how does Nalotica cater to all of the different types of hair. Yeah. So, I mean, in the last podcast, we spoke about that regal hair care that was royalty, that defined tribes in Africa. You see that coming back in the newest trends where people are using braids to express themselves. They're using curls and twists to just, you know, showcase their beautiful hair. Uh, and so Nalotica is actually picking up on that regal trend mm. um, and just kind of tapping into... Um, what the customer needs and wants. So when we talk about the different types of hair, hair care is very personal. It really yeah, is. Yeah. If I've got dreadlocks and I'm looking for something and you've got a big afro and you're looking for something else. And so we've tried to create uh, the the range to be um, something that really works, but also just expanding on the range on things that the customer is looking for. Mm. So if the customer is looking for scalp care, we've got that for you. Mm. When the customer is looking for fun in their hair and looking for curls and twists, we've got something for you. Um, and it took, I mean, we started off with four products and now we add 15 in the range. Wow. And adding on to that, but also just picking up on what the customer wants. And we really enjoying the trend of regal, using braids, using twists, um, expressing yourself through the hair. Sure. And fitting really directly into that. Yeah. yeah. So really enjoying that trend coming up. Sure. Speaking of range, what is the latest addition into the Nalotica range? Because I see there's a little yes. something that looks a little <laughs> bit new. I mean, I've been seeing orange all along. Yes. Suddenly I'm seeing green. Yeah, so so orange is at the core. It is native. It's local. It's just a beautiful, deep orange color. Um, and then we brought in green, almost um, cleanliness and green beauty. Not green beauty is. Mm, and then mm. we focused on aloe vera, which is soothing and calming to the scalp, but also very moisturizing to the hair and hydrating to the hair. Let me say that. Sure. And avocado. Mm. Avocado oil strengthens your hair. So you're almost still using these beautiful ingredients to now create fun in hair. So as mm. that expression of hair comes through, we're using, we've just launched a range with four products again. Um, and you've got a mousse, you've got a gel, you've got an oil and a butter in that range. Ooh. And those are to cater for the hair. So when you use braids, you can be quite stressful to the scalp. Mm. When you use curls, a little bit too tight to the scalp, to the hair. And so we want you to continue to take care of your hair mm. as you use these products that uh, are, are focused on functionality but also have fun with your hair you know yeah. don't just be focused on oh my gosh my hair must be perfect and sure. carry on expressing yourself but know that you're strengthening your hair as you're doing so you're not stressing your hairline as you're doing so so the hydration set of products that are really um, soothing for the scalp and strengthening for the hair is the Elon Ever collection mm. and it's available at Diskim. Yes. So we're quite excited about that. Very uh, cool. Where we are going to expand it into all the retail stores that we are currently available in. Very cool. Let, let me see one of these, one of let these bottles. You, let me give you the mousse. 
Let, it's my favorite. Is this, is this your favorite? <laughs> I mean, look how sexy this Isn't is. Isn't that beautiful? Hello and Avo collection. I love this, man. This is so exciting. Um, I can't wait to start using this. I can't wait. We I'm going to try it. I'm just going to find any excuse to yeah. be like, I need my aloe. So that's like a boost of hydration, really enjoyable product. Yeah. Um, and I, I really, I'm so biased. I really enjoy the products when I use them and hope that whoever does use them, I mean, the feedback is wonderful, but every time you touch a product, any mm. in our range, you must feel like it's a well thought out uh, product for your type of hair. Sure. Um, whatever the type of hair may be, as you said, there's 4C. Mm. All the way up to 1A, but we cater to 4C, 3C, all of that. It's A, B, C, D, E, F, G? It's, it's your type of hair. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I, I really enjoy just having these moments with you, Tokozile, because again, these conversations need to be had. Right. It's, it's we need stuff a lot that more, right? We need a lot more. And I know like me and my girls are sitting there talking about it because mm. we want to be able to raise our daughters to have enough information yes, as well. Yes. Um, so that they don't grow up like us. Like I think, I first got my hair uh, straightened and burnt when I was like four. Yes. I mean, there was, and yes. it, it sucked. I think all know? of us, all so of us had that. Experience. I'm going out of my way to not have to put my child through any of that mm. and to really embrace the natural hair that my children have and to just let them believe in it. That's wonderful. Own their crown. That's wonderful. It's all about that. Just being proud and being aware, being mm. self-aware and really mm. just loving yourself all over. But I think being expressive with your hair is so amazing and yes. so wonderful. And so I love that people are tapping into that realm. Yes. More and more. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to be very interesting to see um, the kind of direction that we go into as far as natural hair care expression goes. I think it's going to be more and more and more. Mm. So I'm looking forward to seeing more people embracing their natural hair and owning it and more people using the Nilotica products to also keep their hair moist and keep it locked in there and just have Let the most flourish. Fun. We want your hair to flourish. Let Something your hair flourish. <laughs> Togozile Manguiro, thank you so much for hanging out with us on Life with Lebang. It's always so nice to catch up oh. with you i wish we could do this all the time like every single week <laughs> i'm just putting it out there into yes. the universe <laughs> if you're listening at home and you're wondering where can i get more information about any nilotica product they are on twitter instagram um facebook at nilotica they are all over the show so go ahead uh find them on social media and you guys also have a beautiful website so they are there seek thank and you. ye shall find thank you for making the time to hang out with us on life with lebang we are back next week on cliffcentral.com my name is lebang khosana and it has been an honor sharing this past hour with you and i will see you next week same time same place bye cliffcentral.com